Daily Dham for Wednesday, Beis Kislev Tavshim Pei Aleph, the 24th Perek, Perek Arbov Esrim of Hilchais Shabbos. So in the previous Perek, we concluded the list of Inyanim, the list of things that are Aser as a Shavos, due to the link to various of the various Malachas of Alamatas Malachas. So, for example, yesterday we had Xera about not saving things in the house as an extension, a very, very um, distant extension of Mechaba, things like that. So today in this paragraph, we're continuing with other matters that are, uh, by definition, a shvos, but they are not, they don't fit into any of the 39 malachas. They're also for a different reason, as we shall see. So uh, we start, paragraph above, asking malacha aleph, yesh dvarim sheheim asurim b'shavos, afapi she'ein ondoim in the malacha, ve'ein amavim adeim malacha. There are things that are asurim b'shavos, even though they are not reminiscent, they don't resemble any malacha, and they do not lead one to uh, perform any malacha. This is uh, meant to sort of be referring to what we said at the beginning of Parak Havalov. Parak Havalov, when we started the three prakim of Shavusim, so we said there are also repetition doim in the malachas, or gzeira shemayavri mehenis yuskila. So this is the opposite, that it's not doim and it's not maybe. So mepnei ma nesru, so in that case, why are they prohibited? B'shem shenemar, Yeshaya, we'll say it before Kiddush uh, Shabbos day. If you restrain your foot because of Shabbos, restrain yourself from performing your your affairs on my holy day. And the if continues in the next pasuk, then Hashem will reward you. But this is one long clause of if. So if you do this, it doesn't mention the middle here. Benamar, then the pasuk continues. You honor it by not doing your regular things, by not pursuing not pursuing your affairs. Daber Dover is speaking words that relate to that. So those are um, so those are things that this pasuk describes as something one should avoid on Shabbos. So this is. Nevi'im. You can't learn out an Isser from Nevi'im. You can only use it as an as an asmachta. So the, over here you're telling me it's also to do it on Shabbos. <clears throat> Give me a source and do it. I said then use Nevi'im as an asmachta. Right. Right. We're saying we're saying it's a shavos, so it's essentially a drabam. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. No, you can't. You can't. You, you can't. You cannot create a drabam from a from a from a from a, from a, from a Nevi'im. It has to have a source and do it. I said you can only use Nevi'im as an asmachta as a support. For for Daidaisi. You can't create an Isa from, from a the that's the you're adding to the mitzvahs that way. You're not allowed. Yeah. It can only be a Dirat from a Daidaisi. I'm always using Nevima as a as a as a source. And Nevima can only be in a smachta. Yeah. So uh we're saying it is a Dirabanan and we're we're citing these psukim. How exactly the psukim and the VM work? That's a subject on its own. Yeah. 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 So La'adam, so what does this Pasuk mean practically? So therefore, one can't go about carrying out one's matters on Shabbos. So that's pursuing your matters. Even to discuss them, so that's V'dabr-dover. Um, 
so for example, even if you're not pursuing anything, but you're discussing with your partner, you're having a practical business conversation. You're saying, what am I going to sell? What am I going to buy? What am I going to build? What the merchandise will I take somewhere? This is all prohibited. Anything like it. So you're not allowed to discuss it. You are allowed to think it. Um, like I mentioned yesterday, from the, the Zemiris of Mayadidus, so now we can understand a few more phrases, the Chafatzecha, Surim, you know, to pursue your own matters, the Kamaf Shacheshboinis that we learned yesterday from Ksiva, and Hurhurim, Mutarim, you're allowed to think about it. Halacha Beis, so some examples. Asil Adam, Lifkad Yunais of the States of Ashabas, they lived as Mahin Srikin, Ahea Chemperisim, a person can't pay a visit to his gardens, to his fields on Shabbos to see what they need, how the fruit is doing, Shadezem, Ahalach, Lasis Chafzek. You're going to uh, you're going to take care of your business. Person's allowed to go on Shabbos to the very end of the Tchum where he's allowed to go and then just sit there until it gets dark. So that way he has a head start. He can be closer to the matters he wants to take care of Matzah Shabbos. He's right there. Because that uh, means that uh, he essentially was walking on Shabbos, going on Shabbos. To uh, take care of non Shabbistic things. All our Rambam had to do was say, say that it is doing it. And, and he would have, he's saying it's not, it's mm-hmm. all he had to do was leave out that phrase, and all this would have made more sense. That tactic could lead you to a malacha if, if, if you go back to the, to the end of the. We're not saying it's going to lead you to a malacha. We're saying that it turns out you're walking. On Shabbos, you don't. If uh, let's, let's see, let's see the Magen Mishnah. The Magen Mishnah says, Tosfos says that um, it's all that uh, Ram is going to say that uh, later that uh, you're going to get Paris, Mechubaran. Let's say Paris. Tosfos says that oh, that's us or only if you're literally sitting by the Tchum, because then it's obvious that what was that whole walk you just took for? The whole walk accomplished nothing. It only helped you to accomplish something after Shabbos. But if it's B'teichat Tchum. Then it's not so nicker. We can't tell what you're doing, where you're going. So if you walk to your garden, to wait till the nighttime, meaning the, the beginning of Halacha Bay is you go to the garden to actually start uh, watching, looking, inspecting. But if you walk to your garden on Shabbos and it's within the Tchum, you don't have to, and then you just sit there till Matzah Shabbos. That would be allowed according to Pesavis. And he says Ramban and Rajabah agree. And it looks like Naram, Naram also would agree because he said, I'd say for Tchum. So it's you're not really doing anything wrong. We're not even concerned that you're going to do anything wrong. It's just whether it seems like you're sitting in the middle of nowhere, and that and that means it transpires retroactively that the whole trip, the whole walk, was simply for Matzah Shabbos, or where it's not so obvious, like the Magen Mishnah says, then it might not be a problem. Halacha gemol cases in which it's mutter. This is Aser if the, the whole reason why you're sitting there at the border of the Tchum is because you're waiting to do something that's Aser. But if you waited there simply because you couldn't walk any further, the Tchum stopped you, but really you wanted to go further and do something that you could have otherwise done on Shabbos anyway, then you could go get a head start on Shabbos. So uh this is sort of clarifying what we said in the previous halacha. Why why were you sitting by the tchum? You were sitting there because you wanted to go uh pluck pears that were still attached. That's not something you can do on Shabbos or to hire workers. But if you were, you're sitting at the edge of the tchum because you want to, as soon as Shabbos is over, walk further so you can guard your pears, 
Shabbos. If that was within the Tchum, you were allowed to do that on Shabbos. Or you can wait there to go get an animal or to get fruit that was already off the tree. The animal, he was allowed to, if he is closer to the animal, he was allowed to call out to it and it would come. Even if it's outside the Tchum, you're allowed to get the animal to walk to you. And the fruit that's not attached to the tree, if there mechitzes are you would be allowed to bring them home. So, uh, and, and so in this sense, maybe he it is, it is even within reach. You just can't bring them back. And he's waiting so he can start carrying again. The person can also tell his friend the krach pleini and yohelak b'machar that uh, I want to go somewhere. So this is also this is in this sense you're not actually you didn't actually do anything. This is a case of dibur. That you're not allowed to tell your friend, I'm going to buy Scheira tomorrow, because that's not something you're allowed to do now. But if you tell your friend, I'm going to the city tomorrow, if between here and that city, there were a bunch of Burganen, it's a halacha that Ram discusses in Perak, uh, Perak Chavches, um, that if you have uh, just uh, huts along the way, guard booths along the way, something like that, if it's within a certain space, if they're all within a, a short space of each other, you would be allowed to go all the way. It would extend the tchum all the way. So um, that's something you would be allowed to say on Shabbos because there's nothing uh, inherently wrong with with walking. So you always have to take into account in the Mimtzeh Chavetz is it, is the, whatever action you did take on Shabbos, was it for something that was prohibited or was it for something that, uh, in theory, was uh, permitted? We're going to see more about the Shemirah also in Halacha Ches when we get there. Additional things along these lines, also from the words in the Pasuk, as we shall see. So the Ramam says, You're allowed to speak vaguely to your worker and say, uh, you think you'll be able to uh, meet me, meet me tonight? You'll be you'll be able to come with me tonight. But you can't say the statement. Be ready for me. When you say he's not really saying anything. It's implied, but it's not stated. When you tell someone be ready for me, that's stated. You're telling him that uh, you should work for me. Maga Mishnah says that the Gemara Bishum and Karcha says. The Gemara uses this phrase to explain this din, that you can say, because in this phrase, there's a spoken part, and there's an unspoken part. So Rashi says, even though they both know, why is he telling this guy, uh, can I meet you tonight? It's understood, it's implied, but given the Mephadish Behedya, because he never actually said, what for? And he didn't tell him, I need to meet you. He said, uh, can I meet you? Will you be around? So uh, the unspoken part, the hearer, is mutter. And the Rambam is the one who added this, uh, the other side. I didn't say that, but that's uh, it's understood from the Gemara. Another Allah is that one's not allowed to run and skip on Shabbos. Another uh, phrase in this pasuk: The way you walk on Shabbos should not be the way you walk during the weekday. So that's going in your normal way. Uh, so that's also a gemara in Shabbos. The Magen Mishnah quotes that uh, you shouldn't do a psiyagasa. 
And the Gemara and Brachas that Abzeira said that in the beginning, when I saw Chachamim running on Shabbos to the Pirka, to the Drasha, I said they're being Machal Shabbos. That was Abzeira's first reaction. Then I heard from Yeshua ben Levi that uh, you are allowed to run to the Bar Mitzvah, which we're going to see in the next halacha here in the Rambam. But that was the end of the statement. At the beginning, though, Abzeira said they're being Machal Shabbos, they're running. However, in Shulchan Aruch, the Machaber writes, that young men who enjoy the jumping and the running, it's a pastime for them. In that case, it's mutter. And uh, presumably to run, to go see something that brings you enjoyment is also okay. An example of something which is not a problem, a person can climb all the way down into a pit, into a well, even if it's a hundred ama, you can climb all the way down and drink, climb all the way up, that's not included in the problematic uh, movement on Shabbos. But also, and you're not allowed to just to sit around and talk about not, not, not important things, nonsense. The speech, the, the speech in Shabbos should not be the same as speech during the weekday. Um, this might be in a category of Mutif Shivishayagin, if it's uh, like all the other Shvusim that we were learning about. Should you sit with them? No. So, oh, so first of all, if, if they're enjoying it, that had uh, so let's see what Alter Rebbe says in Shulchan Aruch. Uh, right. So, first of all, the before we get to Alter Rebbe, the Magen Mishnah says when the Rambam says so in the Gemara just says doesn't spell out exactly what that means. What kind of speech is, is weekday Shabbos? Yeah. So if it was during a Shabbos, might might not have been a problem uh, under another hand in the base medrash. <laughs> it shouldn't be disturbing learning. I mean, there's other yeah. factors. Also, techacha is the right way of commenting to people, and then the you know way that uh, has the right effects and not the wrong effect. It's uh, different, different uh, calculations, different factors. My, my question is really about this. Is it allowed the fact that it's uh, really talk to I'm saying Lavdafke, it's wrong. I want to get to that uh, in a moment. Let's see when we get to Alter Rebbe. We'll see how he says, it, and then we'll see if we still have a question. So, just before I get to Alter Rebbe, the, the Gemara just says the He doesn't spell it out. Rashi says we're talking about this kind of dibur. Like Gemara said, what do you mean? That's from say chavtzacha. That that in essence is another form of chavtzacha. Dealing with the, your your sales and your calculations. So it's speech, but it's advancing your actual uh so that's more of imtichhaftsucha. So that was a question on Rashi. Avin Yushalmi, Itaka says that even Sikhabatela is also that's the marker. But it says there that Rabhia Barbar, Rabhia Barabba said that the Bshim Ban Yachai, when he used to see his mother talking a lot, he would say, Ima Shabtahi. Mother, it's Shabbos. 
That's the story in Yerushalmi. So that's the mocker for, uh, so and that could, that could explain what the, even what the Bavdi meant. The Bavdi essentially, the Baruch Hashabbos, the Baruch Hashabbos, so Rashi's period might be, uh, questionable. So we can use this Yerushalmi and explain it to be referring to the Sikha Batela. And that's what the Ramam seems to be saying here. However, earlier in Halacha Aleph, it was sort of mixed together. The Ram did throw in Vidabra Dover there as well when he was talking about talking about Mecca Chamemker. In any case, you look at the Alter Rebbe Shachanar Chesimish and Zion. So uh, the Alter Rebbe puts both in Vidabra Dover. The Alter Rebbe writes in Halacha Dabra Dover. Chesimish and Vav is about Mimtzeh Chavtzecha more, and Chesimish and Zion is more about Vidabra Dover. So the Alter Rebbe says that Chacham Darshan Shalei Debruch Hashem Debruch Hashem So you shouldn't say I'm going to do such and such tomorrow. And even if it's not something that's mamish also to do on Shabbos, just the different say from like schiros, mekachomemkar, these things which themselves are only shvos uh, as we learn. So that's still that's the so that's the first thing I'll tell you. The work of Shabbos, the work of is referring to mekachomemkar the way Rashi wrote. That's where it comes from. The whole saying. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention that. I was gonna get to that. Um, and even though Al-Tarab says, even though the fact that you're mentioning it now isn't even advancing your cause, it isn't even helping you get anything accomplished tomorrow. This is not like telling your friend, do this for me, we're going to do this, actually planning something. That's more of Mimtsechavtsukha, that's the distinction. Mimtsechavtsukha is that you're actually planning and discussing and implementing a plan. If you hadn't said it, it wouldn't happen. Because you said it, therefore it's happening. That's literally pursuing your affairs on Shabbos. That's huh? Mutzah here, all he's saying is, I'm going to do this tomorrow. So you can't call it Mutzah Chavzah, huh? But still, also, Mishum Vidabar Dover, that's where Vidabar Dover, Shleyeh, Dabur Bishabas, Mutzah Chachayel, that's the form of Mecca Chomemkar that's unique to Vidabar Dover. Are you going to say I'm taking a flight tomorrow? That's what he's talking about. You can't, according to Altanah. And even to say I'm going to do a certain mitzvah tomorrow is also if it's a mitzvah that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. And even though we're going to learn in Halacha Hey about Chafzei Shemayim, that mitzvahs sometimes have an exemption for some from some of the stuff, that's only when you're actually accomplishing. There it's the opposite. There you have to be accomplishing something by talking by talking about it. When it comes to Mekachamemkar, talking about it is and just men- mentioning it is Vadaver Daver. When it comes to Heter Chafzei Shemayim, if you're actually accomplishing something, that's good. But if you're just saying I'm going to do a mitzvah tomorrow. I'm going to fly uh, out to fundraise. You're not fundraising now. So uh, you're not accomplishing anything. So that's actually usr, b'dav And then al Rebbe adds this other thing that I mentioned here, that even Dvar and Batalim, that don't reference any Asiyah Smolacha, you're still not allowed to do a lot of that on Shabbos. Also, Dibur Shabbos shouldn't be Kedibur Chayel. And al Rebbe adds, people that talking about Shmuas, news, rumors, Dibur Chidushim, Interesting things, new things, that's their oinig, so then they are allowed to talk about that on Shabbos, just like on a weekday. But even during the weekday, Bnei Teira shouldn't be talking about this too much, because that's Moshe Vleitzer. And if someone doesn't enjoy those things on Shabbos, so then he's not allowed to say it on Shabbos because he thinks his friend is going to enjoy it. That's not enough of a reason. He has to enjoy it himself. So that's uh, what the Rebbe says about that. Um, now there is... Famously, a lot of people say Nishtam Shabbos Karet. By the way, just a, a linguistic thing. A lot of people, I think, uh, today's watered-down Yiddish people say Nisht In. It's not In. It's Um. Nisht Um, which is a not as common a word nowadays, but Um is a word that means on Nisht Um Shabbos Karet, not on Shabbos. 
The Rebbe actually uses this phrase in a number of places. It's always nisht um shabbos karet. However, as people have pointed out, the Rebbe uses it in a very specific way. When the Rebbe is, uh, even in the Kutasicha somewhere, when the Rebbe says, you know, the guests are going to go home after Shabbos, nishtam Shabbos Gerat. The Rebbe is making a, a point, and uh, the Rebbe is mentioning a, a malacha, and even when the Rebbe mentions a malacha, Derech Agav, the Rebbe says, nishtam Shabbos Gerat, that this is not an appropriate thing, because this is not something one will do on Shabbos. But to just sit around and plan things, to say, uh, I'm going to do this tomorrow, I'm going to do that tomorrow, that's Mimtzeh uh, So that saying Nishtam Shabbos Gerat would have seemingly no effect. However, the Eshel Avram of B'chach, the Chiddush Haisek from the, about 100 years ago or so, he actually mentions a, a similar earlier minig that people used to say, Bli Neder Shabbos. They would talk about their business, they would say, Bli Neder Shabbos. And so first of all, he says, I don't know where Bli Neder comes in over here. Because maybe it was originally Bli had their Shabbos and the ayin turned into a nun. But anyway, he says, if it's Hafsid Meruba, you're meeting someone, you're not gonna know, you don't know if you're gonna meet him after Shabbos, and it's, it's very urgent. So maybe if you're you're being Mashana in your Debra, if you're changing your Debra to such an extent that it's not the normal manner of speech, maybe we can make a case that this is not Deborah, you know, because you're not really talking the way you talk during the weekday. So maybe by throwing this in this Bline the Shabbos and mentioning Shabbos, maybe somehow it helps. But interesting that he mentions a similar practice and tries to find the, somewhat, why, some kind of justification. That's why maybe when the Saudi Ali is also done, lose. So, so I'm going to get to Alias uh, soon. Um, that's uh, it relates to Halacha Hey. We're going to get to details that relate to that. Halacha Hey. Mutter Lotus B'Shabbos Advar Mitzvah. So now these are things that we said a bunch of things that are Aser. Um, so now the Oif and Hamutter, if it's for a Mitzvah. Mutter Lotus B'Shabbos Advar Mitzvah. You can run on Shabbos it's for a Mitzvah. Can she order the base Akanasis or the base Amadrish? You run to show the base Madrish, which is what Reb Zayda said in the Gemara that he found out they're running to the Joshua. That's okay. You can make calculations relating to mitzvah. You can do measurements. These are things we said yesterday and all to do. Going mikveh, lay the mish kashir. You're simply measuring the mikveh to see if it's the right size. A baget, lay the mikabotuma, or you want to know if this is the size of a, of a piece of clothing that's mikabotuma. A place can stock You can pledge money to poor people. And you can make the rounds. You can go to, uh, I don't know if Batik Nesis is of the Yidden or of the Gabbos. It continues. I feel Shalgayim. But the point is, you can make the rounds to various locations, even to the Tartiyas or the theaters. Traklin, you know, Traklin is a word familiar with in Perkyavis. It's a, it's a word that actually we have it in English. Well, it's a Latin word that's in English. The triclinium. Triclinium was the, the dining room in the, the Roman culture. Uh, like a table with three uh, couches around it to lean on while you eat. So that's the chocolate. So you can make your rounds to the Gaisha theaters or the dining rooms, the, the halls. Uh, if you feel that the, the public stands to gain by you uh, showing up and hearing what's going on and uh, you know poking your nose in to find out. So that's all... Something that's mutter under the uh, rubric of iskeirabim tzarech mitzvah dvar mitzvah. Meshatchen al tinaikis liyaris, and you can uh, make a shidduch. You can make an agreement about a, a young girl to get engaged, because that was the practice then to make engagements at young ages. 
And that's also mentioned in the in the Zmiras Lashabas, Lashala Chabanas, Ba'alatinoik, Lalamde Sefer, Lalamde Umnas, and Shidduch here is being used to refer to a number of things. You can make uh, an arrangement for a child to learn from a Rebbe or a child to learn uh, a, a job. Uh, you're allowed to visit the sick and comfort the, the mourners. And if you are visiting a sick person, which we also say in the Mishabayrach now, uh, for, for a chayla. That's the, the Shabbos is not a date to cry out to Hashem. And, uh, hopefully the refuel is on the way. We said earlier, you're not really supposed to wait near the Tchum till Matzah Shabbos for regular things, but if it's to take care of, uh, Kala, helping a Kala get married, or helping, uh, mess get buried, to get the, the items you need to bury him. And you can tell someone, Lechumakimplaini, go to such and such a place, if you didn't find it there, go get it from somewhere else, so you're having a full discussion about what needs to be done, if you don't find it for 100, get it for 200, so this is all, these are all discussions you can have on Shabbos for these mitzvahs, but as long as you don't mention a precise amount, so saying 100 and 200, those are round numbers, rounding it up, rounding it down, but not the specific price, Anything that we mentioned or anything similar is a mitzvah and emar, asois chafatzacha. Also said in the beginning, asois chafatzacha, mormedayek, chafatzacha, asurin. Your things are, are asur. Hafti shemayim, heavenly matters, mutarin, they are mutar. Uh, the Maga Mishnah, towards the beginning of this halacha says, veda, shaloi hutar shum shvus, beshvilis keram. We're giving a tatum here for these things. But no other shvus is uh, is mutter. You can't just go down the, the list of shvusim and just start doing all of them for advar mitzvah. Lo yamir lenachri, lo shvus acher. Just these types of things. Pikuach, you're not actually doing a malacha. You're just uh, overseeing stuff like that. And uh, for yachid, that would be v'daber daver. And we're saying that it's mutter for advar mitzvah. But uh, to tell a guy to do a malacha. Meaning, a mere lenachri to do a shvus b'makim mitzvah's mutter, but a mere lenachri to do a real malacha b'makim mitzvah. So, what you're doing, the mere lenachri, maybe is a shvus, but the malach, the guy himself is going to do an actual malacha that you're not allowed to do. Any other shvus for by a yid, you're not allowed to do. And uh, it's clear from the Gemara, from the Rambam, mentions actually that the uh, the nichma velam and the biker chaylam is actually machlek b'sham mitzvah. B'sham mitzvah, you're not allowed to, and mitzvah said you're allowed to be passing like mitzvah. Um, now we mentioned about uh, Paiskin Tzedakah, we're talking about Shemaim. so that relates to the question mentioned yesterday about uh, keeping track of the money from uh, pledges. So we see here, Paiskin stuff, you can make a pledge, and Chafzei uh, Shemaim, there's an exception here, so for, th- for things like this, Cheshboi Mitzvah. But actually, the Rebbe and Simon Shin Vav elaborates <sighs> on uh, some, uh, there's actually a lot of halachas there that relate to what we're learning in this park. I'm just going to focus on these halachas relating to place construction and things like that. The Alter Rebbe says, you're allowed to pledge money for poor people because that's a Debrishal Mitzvah. And you can't compare it to Hekdish. Yesterday we said, you're allowed to be Makdish and be Meirich. Seemingly that's also pledging to Tzedakah. Isn't that what Hekdish is? You're saying, I'm giving uh, this thing to Tzedakah. Why is that not, why is that not okay? And this is okay. So, um, he says over there, with Erchen specifically, when you say, Erech uh, ish I'm going to pay the value. So you're literally pledging an amount. So it's different though, because there, when you pledge an amount, 
based on a person's age, based on a person's worth, there's a shtickle kinyan there. It's like you're being kaina that person. You're paying his value. So it's like you're paying for a person. You're buying a person and you're giving the money to Hashem. So that's a bit too much like Mecca Chumemkar. They have that element of that, the value of that person. Hashem can stuck. Are you just saying I'm giving $100 to stucker to help this person? There's no Mecca Chumemkar. Um, also, um, why are you not allowed to give away an object to, to Hashem? Because you're being mocked to Shechefet. So you're essentially transferring the ownership of your shuslin shos. You were makdish something that used to be yours till a moment ago, and now you're makdish it. And now it belongs to Hashem. It's also like mekachamamkar. But if you just pledge and show, I'm going to give uh, X, Y, and Z for my house. It's still in your house. It's still in your shos. It's just a pledge. So that's also the difference between hektish and pledging and show. Yeah, so one second. So let's just go through the, a lot of details. So the says, Lafize would be usher to be Makdish on Shabbos, a specific thing like a Sefer Torah or an Atara or a Tas, some kind of uh, plate that goes over the Sefer Torah. Because in that case, maybe it does seem like you're already giving it Minashus for the Shus. But Loy Nogukain, that the, the, the Minik is not to be Makbid to not do that. And there's another limit schos that Al Rebbe says that it's only also to be makdish something to the mizbeach when uh, once you give it to the mizbeach once you give it to hakdish you have nothing to do with it anymore. It, literally, you leave it in the base of mikdash and you go home you never see it again. When you pledge something to the shul, even when it's in the shul, you're going to derive hanaf from it along with the whole community. The sefer Torah is for everybody. Everyone has a schos in the hakdishus of the base of Knesset. They can also sell it for the, on behalf of the shul. So uh, it's not like Mechachomemkar where it's completely leaving your rishos. However, the Altar Rebbe says it's good to be careful if you're in an object to, if you're planning on pledging, to, to give it on Shabbos, to already be Makdashit with your, verbally, and out of Shabbos, even to yourself. And then on Shabbos, when you bring it to Shul, you're just being uh, mefarsim that you're really Makdash something from before. Altar Rebbe also says, Yesh Oymim in a place where uh, they give a Misha Beirach for someone who gets an Aliyah, and it's Bavur Shanadar, uh, Staka, or Lachazan. Apparently, some had the minute of pledging to the, to the Balkaida. So, you're not allowed to, uh, he's not, a, so Yesh Ayman, he's not allowed to say how much. He can't say, uh, you know, you know, five times high, whatever the number is. He has to say, uh, but the minute is to be Mekel, because it is mutter to pledge money on Shabbos. And it says, however, uh, the chassan back then you had the drasha gashank. The chassan would say a drasha by his uh, wedding uh, or by the shower brachas, and then people pledged the gifts. The gifts were considered to be an exchange for the drasha. That's why the the present used to be called the drasha gashank. Um, so if the chassan is darshing on Shabbos, you have people that say, "Oh, that was a great, you know, beautiful drasha, Mazel tov, I'm giving you such and such. I'm pledging to give you uh, this and this amount after Shabbos. It's not good." Because that's not stuck. And this is the Rishus, you know how to do it. There's also those who uh, bring their gifts, they're bringing actual gifts to the Chassan on Shabbos, they give him a, a cutlery set, uh, something like that. You can't do it on Shabbos, you also can't give matanas on Shabbos and Yom Tif. It's also from a Mecca You can only give food and drink for that day. Um, so otherwise, this is essentially uh, even hektish, Tashem, you're not allowed to do. Are you allowed to bring a bottle of wine if you eat it somewhere and you can carry so that's Mine Michael Mashkal at Shilterah Hayyim. Yeah. Um, the Al-Tarab also mentions there in, in the next halacha 
that what if the shul auctions it off? Not a mishabayach where after the aliyah you, you make a pledge. What if they auction off the mitzvahs, uh, high dollar for the mitzvahs, and people can bid? So the chayyim should be also mishamakachumemkar because that's a full shvos. That's not a kind of thing that's mutter with like the Mishnah said. We didn't matter every shvos in the book, just the just these types of things. But you can miyashu the minik b'doichik that Rebbe says, and we can say. That Mekachumemkar only applies to when you're actually acquiring an object, when you're bidding or auctioning off an object. But here, you're just auctioning off mitzvahs. However, the Altarebbe says, in that case, it would be ushered if you're auctioning off a seat in the show. You can't sell a seat in the show on Shabbos. Things like that. The right thing, the way some people on Shemaisa do, is that if there's an auction on Shabbos, and even if you lost the bid, even if you put in the losing bid, you should still pay your pledge, your bid. That way, it's not really mechachamemkar. Everyone just basically uh, pledged the highest amount that they're willing to give to the stock. And then they all give it in the end, so it wasn't really uh, an auction. But that then you can even sell seats in the show. If you want to sell a seat and then everyone pays, then it's okay. should be careful. So, um, and this is Negea, I guess, uh, if they care about Shabbos Bereshus, uh, just yeah, do it, Shabbos Bereshus in the show. And then the second highest bid has to pay too. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is, these are the halachas here in the Shulchan Arach. Alter also mentions an interesting, one more thing that Alter mentioned, something interesting about selling a Suregim. They had a, a practice of selling a Suregim in the show. And they would sell it, uh, they would auction it off or sell it after the mitzvah. He says, after the mitzvah, it's like buying a seat in the show. There's no head there, unless you, unless everyone pays. I didn't have a chance to look up to see the background as to what the what people who wanted to have the schos of keeping it, I guess, I'm, I'm guessing. But his mom, it's Vasan. Bear in mind, back then, people, there weren't enough Estragim to go around. There were a few communal Estragim, and uh, apparently at the end of Sukkot, they auctioned them off. So, uh, you know, it was exciting. You can get your hands on an Estragim, at least after Sukkot. Estragim nach Sukkot, as the phrase goes. But, uh, Right, but when it's still time doing the mitzvah, so why are you paying? Why are you why are you trying to get the esrig? You want to be yaitze, and ultimately you're going to be machzeret. You're 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 just auctioning off the schos to get it first or whatever, and you're going to give it back. So then that's more like selling the mitzvahs that we are makel because you're not really buying the esrig; you're just buying the right to do the mitzvah with the esrig. They used to have one aspect where the whole community participated. Right. Into right. So that's what he's describing, a form of an auction where you got to take it home, but then you have to bring it back. So in that case, you're not really buying the aspect, you're just buying the mitzvah, doing it first, or whatever. And even on the first day of Sukkot, we really do have to buy the actual aspect, you have to be kind of the aspect, but it causes almanas lahachzir, so it's still really just the mitzvah. However, your taka not allowed to buy the gamre, an aspect, or shoifer, and yamtif. If you can't be Mekayim, uh, even if you can't be Mekayim the Mitzvah any other way, even if this is your only chance of getting the Esrit on Sukkot, if you buy it right now for real, you can't do it. So those are just some examples relating to Mitzvahs, which are interesting. Of course, there are many, many more uh, details and halachas that relate to these. Halacha, uh, Vav. More things that are Mutter Mishnah Mitzvah. You can get on a boat in the ocean, even out of Shabbos for a Mitzvah. The main uh, source that discusses this halacha is later in Perak Lamed. And maybe then would be the time to talk about the Rebbe's whole uh, campaign relating to traveling and ships on Shabbos, but that's not for now. And you make a deal, you tell the captain that I want you to stop on Shabbos when Shabbos comes, I want you to stop the ship and stay in one place. 
And then, as long as you made your uh, your wishes clear, then he can ignore you and, uh, and not stop on Shabbos. That's what he's saying. For a divine mitzvah, you can go in Arab Shabbos. That's in reference to the usual halacha, which is that you can't go in Arab Shabbos, which I said, that's Paraklamid. And uh, then the Rebbe had the whole issue with uh, ships that were actually traveling on Shabbos, run by Jews, and the, the excuse mm-hmm. that once you're on, at sea, maybe it's okay. It's not. Yeah, the Zim line. Yes, yes. So, uh, Ramam continues, Mephir in the Dharam B'Shabbos, Hafaras in the Dharam refers to a husband and wife, a husband can, uh, annul his wife's uh, promises on Shabbos, Be'elatite of Shabbos, Be'elatite of Shabbos, whether annulling it helps him for Shabbos or not. Then the Sh'al of the Chacham on the Dharam, Shemlatite of Shabbos. But when it comes to, not a husband or wife, when it comes to a man of the Chacham getting Hataras in the Dharam, then you can only ask a Chacham relating to the Dharam that affect Shabbos right now, or Matir, and then he can be Matir. Even if you had time to to undo it before Shabbos, if it's Sarah Shabbos, it's because these also it's for Shabbos, so it's a it's a form of mitzvah. Um the Magamishna says that uh this is the Gemara, that Hafar is mutter for everything, and the uh, Hatar is only Shabbos. Why? What's the reason? It's very simple. Hafar Sadarim, a husband can only annul his wife's nadir within 24 hours. If he finds out about it on Shabbos, he has to annul it on Shabbos, or else he won't have a chance. So, Mamela, even Shalei the Tzedek HaShabbos, this is uh, the only time he has. is only uh, what you need to do, deal with on Shabbos. Halacha Zayin, another Isra that is similar to what we learned about in this paddock, ain't ancient Shabbos, not to punish, carry out punishments on Shabbos. Even though meeting out punishments is actually a mitzvah, it does not override Shabbos. Ketzat. Example, lashes, death penalty. You don't carry that out on Shabbos. Shabbos says not to light a fire and Lamatas Malachas. We don't need Psukim for Lamatas Malachas. So what's this Pasuk calling us? Zuaz Hara Lebeistin. We're not talking about ordinary fires. We're talking about carrying out the act of Sreifa as a punishment. That's not something we should do. And the same goes not just for Sreifa, but for the rest as well. And the Maga Mishnah points out that this is actually one of the mitzvahs that the Ramam listed at the beginning of Elkha Shabbos. There were not that many mitzvahs. Number one was Lishpois. Number two was not to do Malacha. And number three was Shalei Lanish B'Shabbos. So this is, we finally got to the third one here in Perek of Dalad. And uh, Magad Misha says that in some Gersais that he saw at the beginning of Elkha Shabbos, instead of Shalei Lanish B'Shabbos, it says Shalei Lis Anish B'Shabbos. He says, that's a mistake. That's not one of the Tariyag Mitzvahs. It's Shalei Lanish B'Shabbos. It's this. Halacha Ches. Getting back to the point about watching one's Perus on Shabbos, which we mentioned earlier. A person is allowed to protect his fruit on Shabbos, whether it's attached or not. If someone does attempt to take, or an animal attempts to eat, he's allowed to scream and hit and chase away. Now, isn't taking that kind of action, isn't that uh, looking after your affairs? When we say we mean that uh, you're acquiring things that uh, you don't have yet. Or to uh, 
to earn, to gain, to deal with uh, something that you could derive pleasure from by uh, by, by pursuing. But if it's something you already have, you're just protecting it. And all you want is that you just stay the way it is. Nothing should change. Your possessions should uh, remain intact. Mutter, that is the kind of affairs that you are allowed to see to my showers. What is this essentially like? It's like locking your door. You don't want people to break in. So we just said you're allowed to. So if you're watching your 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 plants, your seeds because of the uh, the birds, your cucumbers, your squash, the animals, you shouldn't uh, you know, clap, hit yourself, or hit something, or dance uh, the way you do during the weekday. Uh, another Xeda that we're afraid that you might get too involved and take a rock and then they'll end up flying for Amos in a public domain. Halachayyot, moving on to Benashmashes. Called Vanashashena Sunimishum Shavos, Lay Gazra Lay and Benashmashes. All these things are not, uh, Oster Benashmashes. Elaba Asmish Layim Hushena Surin, only on Shabbos proper. Benashmashes Mutarin. You can't just do it for no reason, though. There has to be either a mitzvah, or you realize you're in trouble, it's an emergency, it's at least uh, something that you'd really rather take care of. You're allowed to climb a tree or float on the water, which we know are just the uh, shvusim, in order to get a lulav and a shafer, which you can't do on Shabbos itself. If you have an eir that you made, an eir of tchumen, you have the actual food, and you put it in a tree, or you put it in a caramelist, you're still allowed to remove it from there during Ben Hashmashas. Making an actual Erev is a different question, that the Ram is going to discuss in Hilchas Erev, and Parag Vav, and Mishnah also says to look over there. But here it just seems to be talking about moving it. So those are mitzvahs, but also if there's just something very urgent and you really need it, and it's a shvos, and it's been a shmashos, it's mother. But if you have neither, asr. Now that Amma says, you're not allowed to, we mentioned this halacha earlier as well, um, previous prakim, that you're not allowed to separate maizah from actual tevel during ben hashmashos. Even though it's a shvos, because uh, if there's no daichak and there's no mitzvah, then you can't just uh, go ahead and do a shvos. Which is a different thing. Dmai, we uh, have an exception. If a child, a minor, does something that's a shvos, so uh, he did, he ripped a vegetable, a plant, but it wasn't from the ground, it was from a potted plant. Or he carried on a caramel, and based on Mitzvah and Lafrisha, based on does not have to intervene. And if his father let him do it, we don't uh, confront his father. Now, the Maga Mishnah says, that why is based on Mitzvah and Lafrisha? Because it was a Shvos. But if the child was doing a Molochi Kimura, then Basin should get involved. That's not true. Even Malachas Gemuris or other Lavin in the Torah, based on his Namatsuvah to stop a child from doing any of those Avedis. That's the Maskan of the Gemara. And even the Namam wrote this, even here in Elchel Shabbos in Perakid Beis, when we were learning, learning about the Kibwe and Shabbos, what did it say in Perakid Beis? If the child comes to put the fire out, Midas Atzma, he ain't based on Mitzvah and Lafrisha. That was the real Kibwe. 
So, kein Zorachien, why did the Rambam say Shvostavka? Why did the Rambam say Shvostavka? Mishnah remained perplexed. The Kasef Mishnah quotes the Magen Mishnah, and he says that uh, when the Ramam said Mishum Shavu, so Taka it wasn't in reference to the first clause in the Halacha based on Mitzvah Lafrisha, because you're right, based on aren't ever Mitzvah Lafrisha. But this was all building up towards the last part of the Halacha about the father and confronting the father, because. Dafka, when it comes to the Surah de Rabbanon, then we don't uh, confront the father. But if the father allows his child to be over in his Surah Taira, so then we uh, do confront the father. So that's why the Rabbah mentions Misham Shemus. Allah, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel, this, this is in essence an introduction to the Parak or Prakam that come afterwards to deal with Mukta, intro to Mukta. That's how the Parak concludes. Allah, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel, Allah, Yud Beis, Asr Hacham, the Tata, Mikta, Zavana, Meshabas, and the Rechel, Hacham, prohibited carrying certain things in Shabbos in the manner that you carried on the weekly. Why did they come up with this? Amru, they said, the Nevi'im, here he attributes it to the Nevi'im, the Nevi'im were mazir. They said that you can't, uh, you can't uh, carry yourself, you can't walk on Shabbos where you walk during the weekday. Veloi, that was the Masalist Rechecha, the running. Veloi sichas ha-Shabbos, kasichas ha-Chol, and the conversations. Also, shenemadabra davar, both in Allah HaDalet, that there shouldn't be sicha v'tela. It's a kavachaymer, shaliyya, tiltul v'Shabbos, katiltul v'Chol, so how much more so the things you carry you, you carry about on Shabbos. So it shouldn't be like a total weekday to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to come and you start picking up your furniture and moving your uh, your furniture around from corner to corner, from uh, room to room. You're going to start uh, taking large rocks and putting them aside. So technically it's not a malacha, but what kind of Shabbos is that? So if we're talking about how you walk, and how you talk, so surely the things you're engaging with and carrying. Person sitting around in his house, he has nothing to do, so he starts looking for things to do like that. And then he wasn't really resting. And then you're uh, losing the whole point. What was the whole point of all these mitzvahs and avedas? It was all to rest. And if uh, you should spend the whole day schlepping, so then uh, you're really resting. So the Ravid comments on this. The Ravid says, that in Chazal it says, Atu lav that the idea of not carrying things, Muktza, is an extension of Eitzah, that if you carry these things, you might carry it outside. You also have Nechemia, there's the sources that say that this uh, union of Muktza is from the time of Nechemia, and then they said that uh, certain things you are allowed to carry on Shabbos, that before you weren't allowed to, so it seems like, and from there, from the context there as well, it all seems like it's related to Eitzah. So the Maga Mishnah comments, and the Maga Mishnah says, Rabbeinu Kosov Bekan, Taimim Nechoinim Ma'od. And this is also a reference to Lachit Gimel, because there's another reason there, Ma'od. Because the Ram is writing very nice reasons. But when is Kudu Gemara? doesn't say these things in the Gemara. And the Ravid says, the Gemara says, it's Hitzah. And says, the Ram did not mention that. Because the, the way the Maga Mishnah explains it is, is that even though originally Tiltal was Oster because of Hetzal and the time of Nechemia ben Chachalia, yes, back then there was an issue with Hetzal. People weren't being careful. And that was when the original Xer of Tiltal started. But then, as we mentioned, then they were Matri certain Caleb. And then they said the rest are Oster for new reasons. That was, these are the reasons of the Rambam. And I, the Gemara, is still saying, so it sounds like the Gemara is referring to that even uh, contemporarily. 
It says, it's the Sibari Shaina. The original reason was for Hitzah. And even though the, the reason was bottled, the Xerah didn't change. And then the Agamisha says, and it could be that uh, Rama mentioned these Chatayim that he was Machadish, doesn't mean that there isn't another town, but then near Yeser, I prefer that, that Rama isn't saying, uh, but that was either you say the first uh, suggestion that he said, or the Rama also uh, is not uh, negating what it says in the Gemara. Another reason, when you're interacting with and you're carrying kalim that are used to do an iser, so you might actually come to start using it and do that malacha. And you, also on the flip side, you have people that never work. People that sit around and do nothing. They, uh, are people that seem to have it going well. They don't have to work. Ishrikranas are people that just sit around on the corners. Either way, they're not working. And if you do everything that you do on the weekday, as long as it's not a malach on Shabbos, so what difference is there really between your uh, very lazy weekday and your Shabbos? So therefore, this is something that's across the board, though. It's not, uh, we don't uh, pick and choose. Everyone has to avoid these uh, things that are muktzim. And for these reasons, that's how they got to the Isra of carrying these things. You can only take the things you actually need. As Adam shall explain in the coming Prakim.